Gospel according to John. On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning while it was still dark and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved. And told them, They have taken the Lord from the tomb, and we don't know where they put him. So Peter, the other disciple, went out and came to the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down and saw the burial cloths there but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial cloths there and the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial cloths, 
but rolled up in a separate place. And then the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first and saw and believed, for they did not yet understand the scripture that had to rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. It seems a law of fallen nature that life must always come to its being through darkness. And this makes us even more aware of its beauty. Dawn is lovelier because it comes after night. Spring because it follows winter. After the dark night of his passion... He is in the morning light. After cold darkness of the tomb, he is the white bloom on the thorn. His resurrection is not something far away, merely remembered in the church's radiant liturgy. It is Christ dawning, Christ flowering in our lives now and today. That is what Easter means. Man has his heart's desire. He is made new, new with the newness of the risen Christ, burning with the new fire of his love. What we will see today as we reflect on the readings together is three of Jesus' beloved friends. Mary Magdalene, John and Peter. The key question to ask ourselves today is how is my friendship with Jesus after these 40 days walking with him? What must I do for the next 50 days to reinforce the friendship I have found? The bishop, I remember him saying during the Lenten journey that the Lenten practices that we have taken on shouldn't just be thrown away. If they are helping me become better friends with Jesus, keep doing them. There is nothing more important in our lives than our life and than our love for Jesus and his love for me. He loves all of us uniquely. Today we did our last little mission and we went downtown with some coffees and some sandwiches and some beautiful coffee cake that Jessica made. And one of the gentlemen at the bus stop engaged with us and he said, a good Christian man with his Bible in hand, he said, everybody brings something to the table. Such a beautiful way to see our brothers and sisters. And he says, we're too divided and we need to be united in love. That was just this morning at the bus stop over a cup of coffee. Today on this most sacred day of his resurrection, spend time with the one who loves you most in this world. 
Draw up a plan to love him better. This will ensure you don't lose the power of the resurrection that he has deposited inside your heart today. A grace that can change your life forever, just like it did for Peter, Mary Magdalene, and John. So, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early in the morning while it was still dark and saw the stone removed from the tomb. Mary Magdalene came from a place of great darkness. She was alone, confused, abandoned, and had no one to guide her through life. Her darkness was deep until that day she met Jesus. He knew her pain and loneliness, but he also knew her great potential. He pulled her out of her darkness forgave her sins, and invited her to follow him. In the end, she became an apostle to the apostles, announcing to them the resurrection of Jesus. We have all experienced dark times in our lives. But what is evident to me as I look out at you is that you have discovered the hand of God in your lives that brought you out of that darkness into the light of his resurrection. Let's pause for a moment and reflect on one of those moments and for those who did the door-to-door mission what's fresh in your minds what does Mary Magdalene's experience of Christ help you see in your friendship with Jesus it might be as simple as this he looked on me in my lowliness and delivered me from the hand of the evil one for that I am immensely grateful Not many know this, but Mary Magdalene finished her life in a cave in France where she lived alone with Jesus, her best friend, full of light it was inside that cave. John, then the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and he believed. Different to Mary Magdalene, John just lived his life as well as he could. A brother, a friend, a son. Then one good day, Jesus showed up and invited him to follow him. John responded with an immediate and resounding yes. From that moment on, his life was changed. He became one of Jesus' best friends. He changed over time with the guidance and direction given to him by Jesus. He didn't resist. He voluntarily and radically followed Jesus with all the normal struggles of a man. But he kept his focus on Jesus, which enabled him to be standing at the foot of the cross with Mary, faithful to the end. What is there in John's story that I can relate to? Is it the ease in in following Jesus once found? Has Jesus overtaken my life in a way that nothing else matters? What is there inside of me that is causing me to fall and stumble? Have I spoken to the resurrected Jesus about this? Is today a good day to do that? Not many know this. 
but John finished his life alone on an island called Patmos. It was there that he reflected and wrote about his best friend, Jesus. Peter. He commissioned us to preach to the people and testify that he is the one appointed by God as judge of the living and the dead. To him all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him will receive forgiveness of sins through his name. Many Christians say they can relate to Peter because he was so imperfect. He seems to stumble and fall the time Jesus And yet Jesus has so much patience for him. We admire Peter because he wants to follow Jesus with all his heart. I will never leave you, Jesus. Don't just wash my feet, wash everything. And that is often our desire too. But like Peter, we fall short. What we see in the Acts of the Apostles is an evident transformation. He has become the apostle leader that Christ had envisioned he would be. How did that happen, we ask ourselves? After resurrection for 50 days, Peter was being worked on by the Holy Spirit. And he was taken by the new fire of Jesus' love. We too can allow this to happen to us. It's the same Holy Spirit. He doesn't get old. He hasn't changed his ways. He's not different to the way he was when he first arrived on the scene, hovering over the waters, creating this amazing world in which we live. Isn't it beautiful how we've had like two days of darkness (laughs) and today the light has come out? Not many know this, but Peter was crucified upside down and legend has it that his wife was looking on. There he hung with Jesus in his heart, having lived a long life after after Jesus had left. The first vicar of Christ. May Our Lady and good Saint Joseph pray for us. They were the ones who loved Jesus best. He had the the deepest friendship with him on earth. And now for all eternity, they will be his best friends. So there's the takeaway. Be Jesus' best friend. Enlivened by the joy of our Easter, alleluia, we turn to our Heavenly Father. That the church may manifest in tangible ways the truth of Christ's triumph over death, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That oppression, hatred, and injustice of every sort may be put to death through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That Christ risen from the dead, will bless our country, our parish, and our families. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That the newly baptized and confirmed 
will find in the church the joy and happiness for which their hearts long. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the members of St. Joseph Confirmation Class who will receive the sacrament on April 27th, that they may bear witness to Christ the Lord by their way of life. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Today's Mass is being offered for the people of the parish. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who are sick or infirmed, and for their caregivers, that God in his mercy will draw close to them and raise them up, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those intentions that we hold dear in our hearts. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the repose of the souls of all the faithful departed, that through our prayers and those of the Blessed Mother, they may join the saints in heaven. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. And let the perpetual light shine upon them. May their souls and souls of all the faithful departed. Christ is risen. He is truly risen. Bless us, Father, with the assurance of your Son's presence in our lives. For Jesus is our Lord, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Look upon your church, O God, with unfailing love and favor, so that renewed by the pastoral mysteries, she may come to the glory of the resurrection through Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, just before the closing blessing, I'd like to see if Monsignor would like to give us a this is our former pastor, sort of an Easter greeting. It has been such a privilege to be at the altar for Easter Mass and to be joined by the, these fervent believers, you. My watch began in 2002 and I look out and there are still veterans, war horses who give their witness of faith 
and have been in the battles of these turbulent years. Families, young men and women single for the Lord, youth, children, infants. What a testimony of a living church. In 2002, I remember grumbling a little bit about the adus when the Easter profession of faith were offered. I said, don't say I do like you're not sure. I didn't even think of doing that today. You gave a testimony of, I believe in Jesus, risen from the dead, in the resurrection of the body, in life everlasting, in the victory of our Lord. I thank Father Peter for presiding at this great assembly. And I thank, I thank St. Joseph's congregation for lifting high the cross. And that final hymn, better be sung by all or I may grumble again. Alleluia, alleluia. Let the holy anthem rise. Is that it? I thought I saw it in the program. Don't disappoint me. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace to proclaim the gospel with your life. Thanks be to God. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession was left unaided, inspired by this confidence. I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel. Lady of Chistakova, St. Joseph. Pray for us. Our recessional hymn is number 847. Alleluia, Alleluia, let the holy anthem rise, number 847.
Jesus name.